Thank you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. It's fun playground on the live Paranormal Radio Network and iHeartRadio.com. We're also at Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podomatic, Blog Talk Radio. Player FM, iVox, and more. I'm your host, Sheena Metal. I'm a psychic medium. I'm an interfaith minister. I'm a 28-year talk radio host here in Los Angeles and beyond. I'm a performing and creative artist, and I come to you live from my home in Southern California every Wednesday at 3 o'clock Pacific time. This show is about everything that lives beyond the three dimensions. So whether you want to know about life after death, or you think there might be a Loch Ness Monster in your above-ground swimming pool. It all belongs right here on the Haunted Playground. And every week on the show, I gather folks that I believe to be the most beautiful and brightest and loveliest minds and hearts and souls in the paranormal and spiritual community, the artistic community, and we talk about all things that go bump in the night and anything that's outside of the norm. Uh, My guest today has been on my show before, but I'm here on this show. And at these networks, um, he's a wonderfully talented paranormal investigator, also actor, director, producer, composer, comedian, and the creator of the first online paranormal show, The Haunted Wolf Manor Live. Um, I've always loved interviewing him, and I'm so excited to have him back on this show. Please welcome to Haunted Playground, the wonderful Scott Grunwald. How are you, my friend? It's, a, it's been a while. Well, it's good well. to hear your voice. <laughs> Long time, girl. No see. We're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you. I always say that. And I'm so excited. People are still on the planet. Well, congratulations. I know that you too. I mean, we made it. We made it through all that pandemic stuff. We made it through. Well, I don't know a lot of stuff, and here we are. You know, and uh, isn't that? Nice? I know. Uh, I, I, I I've been watching your videos. I think you're so talented. I, I mean, I, I know. I, I, it's, ha, I just I listen to you help people. And, you know, and that's kind of what it's all about, really, in the paranormal. It can get yeah. goofy and weird and fun and scary. But really, if you're helping people, you know, or yourself or somebody, um, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. I, you know, I grew up in a really bad haunted house, really negative haunted house in, outside of Baltimore. And that's kind of how my whole journey began, you know, with my mother who didn't tell anybody she was a psychic, father who um, – had a lot of negativity inside of him. It kind of became mm-hmm. the perfect storm for this house. And I got into this community seeking answers to try to help heal what I had been through in that house and, and the stuff that I, I still am who I am because I lived in that house. Um, there's so many people that need help, right? Need spiritual help, need paranormal help, need uh, just help in general on the earth. And I think we're put here with a service to help other people. And I, I'm always so amazed when people don't believe that. So I love that you said that right off the bat. That's how I know you're my people. <laughs> We're people. We're the t- you're my tribe. You're my people, my the friend. Paranormal tribe. 
Yeah, good. I am proud to be part of your people. I'm glad you're part of my people. What what keeps you coming back in this crazy community? I mean, obviously you've been in this community, you know, you were paranormal before paranormal was cool. Um, what mm-hmm. what keeps you still in? You, you know, I, I'm a second generation investigator. Um, my, my 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 mother was uh, a flower child, of course, uh, a beautiful woman. My dad was a drill instructor for the Marine Corps. Uh, kind of the opposites, you know, and. Uh, at like, and I'm a twin, so at like seven or eight years old, we were, we were dragged around to all these places. They didn't have like paranormal events. They had like car shows and stuff. And my mom and dad would have a table set up, and my dad would play recordings on a big reel-to-reel, and my mom would read tea leaves and cards and stuff, and uh, we would have seances oh, and all wow. this stuff. And Oh, yeah, and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> As a kid, it was embarrassing, especially in high school. We were the family on the street that were different. You know, we were the monsters. And, and uh, uh, you know, I, and, and I fought it. You know, I, I fought it, and I fought it so much. I didn't want to be. I wanted to prove that my mom and dad were wrong. That was how I acted out in my teenage years. I'm going to prove there's no such thing as ghosts, and I'm going to do it. And then at 16, I had my first experience, and uh, I went to my mom, and I'm like, I, I, I believe you. And she says, I think you're ready. And she started showing me how the ropes. And that was 1970-something, eight, maybe, somewhere in there. Um, yeah, and, 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 from, and then I just got hooked. And I started reading books by Hans Holzer. And I started studying things. And I had a slow-motion camera. And I, and I saved up for this. And I saved for that. And I bought things. And I was really geeky in high school because I was so into – Finding ghosts, well, surfing, of course, and then finding ghosts. Oh, well, surfing, course. smoking pot, and then finding ghosts. It's a surfing pot ghost. <laughs> like that. Um, and, I, oh, God, I smoked a lot. <laughs> it was only, in Santa Cruz, what are you going to do? You know, you you got surfing, you got pot, yeah, and then, that, of course, I'm pot. pot and ghosts, yeah, that's lot. all you got. Well, we, we, you know the Brookdale Lodge is up there. Um, it's kind of above... Uh, up there above uh, Santa Cruz in the mountains up there, and, and I right. and I and my, my my aunt Jackie, I was living with her at the time, and she said, uh, if you're going to stay here, you got to get a job. And so I went up there to get a job as a busboy, and I got really high, and I went up there, and I was sitting in this big big dining room with a brook going through the brook room, I guess, and I see a woman walk across this bridge. And I'm like, oh, who's going to get a hot chick, you know? And I'm with my cousin, who also was very stoned at the time. And uh, we're going to just blow this thing off for my aunt, just whatever. And this guy came, he sat down, and he said, well, okay, well, you know, he started interviewing us. And we said, hey, who's the hot chick? He says, oh, uh, on the, you saw her on the bridge? Well, that's, uh, that's our, our ghost. And I went, okay, oh, he has wow. no idea who he's talking to. He, I mean, I am so ready to have this conversation with this man. He says, no, come on, we'll take you up, I'll take you up there. And so we went up there, and the bridge is fake. You can't stand on it. It's a fake, like a facade. And there's no, on the oh. other side, there's no door or anything. And I'm like, okay, whoa. And I had this moment, and my life flashed from my eyes, my past life of arguing with my parents, not wanting to do the seances, all this kind of stuff, the orbs, the whole thing, just my whole belief system just dropped out at that moment. And I looked at my cousin. Wow. Of course, we didn't get the job because we were high as hell. But um, him and I started investigating. We were sophomores, I think, in high school. And uh, and I was just, yeah, I, I, there no words, you know. I mean, I saw something, and it was uh, it was a ghost. 
And I was like, oh, no, okay. And I called my twin sister, and she's like, no, you're high. And I'm like, no, really, Lori? You know, and then she got into it. Uh, so we started investigating and just going to places and, you know, and finding stuff with, with minimal equipment we had. You know, back then we didn't have a lot of stuff, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and and now how many years later? I'm 60, you know, so I don't know, 46, 44 years or so. And, yep. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, it's, it's funny how it's, you know, I grew up the same way. My mom was a psychic and she didn't really tell anybody she was a psychic till my first year of college, but there were psychic things going on in the house. And my mom was very open to all different kinds of, um, she loved to watch movies about ghosts and about demons and, and, you know, there wasn't a lot of that in the late seventies. Right. But she, um, like she took me to see The Shining, and she took me to see Poltergeist, and <laughs> and we had discussions afterwards about it, and it was always like any question you want to ask about anything in this world or beyond, it's totally okay. Come to me, and we'll talk about it. So she wasn't really telling <laughs> me she had gifts, but she certainly was um, an enthusiastic member of the community. Yeah. And then I discovered she also did. And, you know, she was from a generation <laughs> where she was born in the 33. It's scary to tell people you have gifts, right? I mean, there's, there wasn't, right. you didn't just walk around depression being like, hey, I'm a psychic in Kentucky, and you would have gotten committed or sprung up, or God only knows what would have happened to you. So, <laughs> yeah, um, and then my father was the opposite. He believed in nothing. Like, he was a last Catholic, right. and, you know, he really liked people. He liked robots. He was, even the, his science fiction, it was all Isaac Asimov. It was all tech stuff. It, it wasn't even yeah. like um, spiritual sci-fi. He only liked the, with machines, and and didn't become <laughs> a believer in the paranormal until I was in my forties and had made a paranormal documentary, and and showed it to him. I produced it and showed it to him, and he saw machines capturing spirits. Because then you know machines got know everything, right? People know nothing. So suddenly, you know, right. his daughter isn't telling truth and his wife isn't telling the truth but you, the deported <laughs> tape recorder is telling the truth so then he saw <laughs> capturing spirits and then he started talking about experiences he had had in that house that he denied the whole while we lived there and the whole while after we lived there suddenly it was like oh you know what I remember from that house because you know wow. because his good friend his good friend, the uh, uh, the EMS meter, told him that ghosts were real, and then he believed it. Um, right. <laughs> so the size of the spiritual spectrum with the two of them, which I think was more of a, a like a, a conduit for the paranormal, the fact that he was so not into it and she was so into it. Um, I mean, if she had you know, kids, she uh, had the opposite. You know, it's like so it's um, it, well, that affects you, right? I mean, I won't, I'm not lying. I still yeah. sleep with a light on. I keep the TV on. That house, <laughs> I don't know about that house. You know what I mean? So it, it, it affects you oh, yeah. forever being a part. It, it's so interesting knowing uh, that uh, I'll call it the paranormal coin. One side is sensitive and the other side is, uh, is uh, scientific, you know. And you ride that edge, you know. You ride that thing. You, you're, you have gifts from both sides. Um, I've created an immense amount of equipment. Some of it's – a lot of it's on TV. And and, and uh, I, I really love the science part of it. Again, I'm a Trekkie, you know, and I, and I love tech stuff. And so um, – 
I was always on that one side of the coin. I never had the ability, even a, a twin, I've had twin stuff happen, you know, weird twin things, but never like me and my sister will call each other at the same time. We haven't talked in a week, which is rare, but we haven't talked in a week. And yeah, also we're trying to call each other at the exact same time because we have this, you know, you have this twin link. And, uh, um, so, you know, I never had the other side of that coin. So I like to always pair up with somebody. Uh, there's a girl named uh, uh, Liz Johnson that lives down in um, the San Diego area that I like to pair up with because she's really talented. And and she's oblivious to anything with wires. So it's it's a good it's a good marriage, you know, so to speak. And so, yeah, I, I like to pair up with sensitives. And uh, it's, it's actually it scares the heck out of me because I, I think about if I, I I can only imagine waking up and there's people standing at the end of my bed or something like that, you know, or 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 get a, a feeling that something's going to happen, you know, and, and I don't want to know it, you know. So, uh, you know, I have talked to people that have that sensitive thing in their body, uh, that gift. Uh, if you can handle it, I think it would drive me mad. It's when, whenever I ha- whenever I mentor somebody who's a psychic, and I do, I always say congratulations mm-hmm. and my condolences. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 get, 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 ride, get ready. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you learn to handle it, you learn how to deal with it, you realize it's the best thing in your life. It's kind of like sobriety, sure. right? People that have sort of over. In the beginning, it seems like the worst thing that could ever happen to you. And then they say, oh, my God, and then I realized it was the best thing. Like people that go on medication for mental problems, right? In the beginning, it's like, oh, my God, I thought the meds were going to kill me. And then, oh, my God, I realized they saved my life. It's kind of like that. It really is the most wonderful gift. But you have to live in it all the time, and you never know when you're going to get called into service to, to have to do something. And you have to be open to understand that, your life is not your own. Your life belongs to spirit as well, and and you're here to serve and be okay with that. And some people, you know, if you want to live a very selfish life that's all about you, then you're going to be really cursing your gifts because you're not really allowed to do that. But I always live like I, that anyhow, even as an artist. So I, I love it. I love, I, I, I I love that here. I wish I had my whole life. I'm sorry? That, yeah, that definition that you just said, you know, here for others, um, you know, in the, the par- you know, how it, uh, Caddy and we're the paranormal field can get. And of course, you've been around long enough. In every five years, you have this uproar of people just doing horrible things, and the egos get out there, and you know, and, and it gets really oh, yeah. bad, and and all that. It, when somebody says I'm doing it, you know, this isn't for me. This is for you. It, it, that speaks volumes because. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not really good at residentials because I don't deal really well with mental illness or anything that might come along the way. And I'm not saying that I won't do one. I just, I have a hard time being in other people's homes and I look through their bookshelves and I'm seeing all this stuff and they're, they've got every ghost adventures and ghost hunters on, on right. tape and DVD. I, I'm thinking, why, right. you know, why am I here? Am I here to, cause I'm, and I'm afraid if I say, you know, are you here? I'm going to create more damage anyways. Cause I'm not, I'm not a child psychologist. I'm not. A, I'm not. I don't know what I have to offer somebody that would that might need more help than just paranormal. You know, I, I can't. I can't do that. Right. But you put me in a big old hospital. Oh, I love that. I'll be there all night. You know. Right. I, I like being in the homes only because. I mean, I like both, but I like being in the homes because I feel like those people really need it. Because you know, when I was a kid and it happened, we lived there from 1976. We moved there and we moved here in 1980. So. Um, you know, it, it, um, 
There was no one to talk about it. There were no shows. There was nothing. As a matter of fact, I was in my 20s, early 30s. So I bought my house and moved out of – I'm now living in my childhood home again because I guess you can go home again. Um, I came here for a couple yeah. weeks to fix it up to rent and fell in love with it, and I'm still here. Um, but I, <laughs> so I, I moved out of my house in the one when I was 23. I moved out of this house and into the, the San Fernando Valley and bought my place. So I was probably like in my late twenties and there was, I was just watching, um, they had, we're running a bunch of scary movies on Lifetime Halloween week. Cause that was the last time you ever got scary movies. Right. And there was a movie with Patty Duke about family. It was a true story that had moved inadvertently onto this, um, uh, slave burial ground where they had, you know, they'd moved the bodies from the, the, the white folk burial ground, but they had not moved the slave bodies off the property. And um, there were all these things happening in the movie that had happened in that house. And I was like, oh, my God, this happened to other people. Like, it had never occurred to me that any of that had actually happened to anybody else in a house. Like the same, like the, you know, the invisible thing pinning you down in the night and things flying out of the cabinets. And I was like, oh, my God. And that's when I sort of started my quest to find out, well, wait a minute, if that family went through that and my family went through that, how many other families are there that went through this? And then, what, a couple of years later, right, um, uh, Most Haunted started running on Travel Channel, and then Ghost Hunters started. In the beginning, Ghost Hunters was very much in homes. And then Paranormal mm-hmm. State started, which was mostly in homes. And I started seeing all these folks that needed help. And... Um, really just started having a bunch of folks from those shows on my radio show uh, as kind of therapy for me to tell the truth. Sure. And never sure. thought I would want being a part of the community. I just thought um, that, that people needed to hear these stories and also hear me saying I had the same story so that folks that were out there thinking they were the only family in the world would understand that they weren't. And at that time, I never thought, I would ever come out about my own gifts or my mom always kind of used hers on the download because, you know, she was a Scorpio and they're very secretive. So nobody ever really knew what she had but me. Um, But then, you know, it was really people on the show and mostly psychic friends kind of yanked me out of the closet. But interesting about what you said about the competition in this community, a couple of very good friends really were like, you have to come out and admit who you are and start using your gifts. And I opened my spiritual practice, and within six months, they'd all stop talking to me. So, right. you know, we're supposed to be helping people, but we can't get along with each other. It's, I, I don't understand at all. We should, we're all doing the work of spirit, and, and we should all be working to help each other and not starting a feud because, well, we're the ones that discovered that haunted graveyard. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so right. Crazy. But it's a it's, thing, it's and I'm glad like you brought turf. that up because it's a thing. It's like turf wars. I mean, hey, that's our location. Yeah. Hey, that's our name. That's our acronym. We're taps. We're we're craps. We're we're snips. You know, you can't do this. You have to do this. Cease and assist. All that. Yeah. Wait a minute. Okay, so we're trying. And on the tech side of it, we're trying to make a a path uh, conduit that we can actually speak to the other side and and get responses. Um, Instead of working together, because I'm a, if all the techs got together and we all started working on this, we would have hit that 2020 deadline of us having a, a phone to the dead. It was thought of years ago. So, but we don't. And, uh, you know, we, 
we're weird. It's like, well, I don't want to tell you how my thing works, but you can buy it and pick it apart. I, you know, I don't, I don't, and people do. They take the skin off of something and they put it on their skin and they sell it and they get in fights. And, and, and it's like if we would all just get in one room together, you know, just one place and share my thing does this, my thing does this, my thing does this, there could be a good chance that we can make something happen, but it'll never happen because people are jealous and they're weird and there's, you know, and I, you know, it's not to make a buck either, you know, I mean, I, I, I liked it. I was, um, people bought my uh, equipment for a television show, you know, um, I, I liked that. I, like, they offered me a bunch of money and I gave it to them and now it's like a one of the best pieces of equipment. And it's like, can you do this for us? They commissioned me to make this thing happen. And and and, and it was it was cool. It was like, wow, okay, I actually made money, made, made money doing this. But I didn't put them out there to sell. I, I, but I, don't, wait a minute. I don't have time. Explain what that was for everybody, Scott, people who don't know. Tell okay. us about that because that's wonderful. So I have a really dear friend. His name's Jeff Conkle. And uh, it was we, short, uh, long story long, uh, we so a friend of ours from Kentucky introduced us online, and he ended up living like three doors down. I mean, he's like all this time. So he comes over, we become best friends, and still are. Um, he has the most brilliant mind. Jeff Conkle is his name. If you follow him, if you haven't, he's he's actually a cast member on Ghost Adventures now, um, or he's their tech guy. He came over and he said, "Later, let's make something. Let's make the Ghost Radar for an app for a phone." And of course, it's not real. It's a fake app, you know. Let's make a real one. So we did. We created a lidar system that will will track movement inside a room and display it on a screen. So ghost hunters picked it up and they paid us a lot of money for it. We're like, cool. Then Zach hits me up, good friend, been friends for years. He says, I need a guy. I said, take my friend Jeff. I haven't seen Jeff since. He's like on the road with them, traveling all over the United States. But we created something called the XLS camera, which is that same thing. It's a, a skeletal figure or thing like that, but now we can move behind things. So if I shoot a picture, like I'm looking at a refrigerator, I don't have to move, but I can see what's on the other side. Um, it became oh. a hit. Yeah, it's just and they're they're full vest suits and all that. And so we created these things, and uh, it's done Jeff very well. He is a uh, he was not unemployed, but he was a struggling electrical engineer, so to speak. And uh, okay. amazing man, sweet man. Uh, uh, raised his family, single parent, um, widow, widower, I guess you say. And now he's traveling all over the place. He drives a nice car. He's still a sweet man. I see him every once in a while. We'll honk at each other. Uh, but these, these, these things are created right where I'm sitting right now um, became a thing, you know. So, you know, what's next? Uh, we have so many different things that we, did, we never did. We haven't done yet. Uh, we have an I, um there's an idea, we've got it all written out, I've got so much papers laying around in my folders and stuff, of a um, a device that can do recordings with no sound around it. The, the object was to take this device and put it on, it, go to Tokyo and put it on put it on the subway of, in Tokyo, the subway platform, which is the loudest place in the world. Um, people talking all stuff, and it picks up nothing except for the other side. So we've got it. We built it. Uh, we failed. We built it again. We failed again. But now we have a working understanding of how we can do this. 
Uh, we took our prototype and put it out in the middle of the Nevada desert with our phone number on it because it looked like a spaceship and we wanted to screw with people. Um, but this, 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 this thing, and it's handheld now, was the size of my garage, and now it's handheld. Uh, and it's going to happen, and we're going to be able to record just the other side and nothing else. There, there won't be – you could – honk horns next to it, scream next to it. Uh, marching band could walk next to it. It won't pick up any of that. It only picks up what's on the other side. And it's kind of cool. And uh, it's like an atmospheric isolation chamber sort of thing. I don't know what we call it. Well, I'll probably call it the Scott. I like that name. Um, but, we'll, we'll do, you know, it, it's just something we've got to put together. You know, maybe we'll call it the Sheena. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I like it. exactly. Yeah, that's a good name. <laughs> there, there we go. And I can, I can model it. I give you the model for you. You could absolutely, absolutely. For, the box, for when it sells at Amazon. I'm fascinated by that because think of all the nerds like my dad, who didn't believe in anything. Until, I mean, this house, like you would walk into the kitchen. And a cabinet would open, and a can of peas would fly at your head. And you know, right. oh, that you know, there's lots of reasons why that's not paranormal. Until he saw, till he heard an EVP in his in his 80s, and his life changed forever. And yeah. then he said, and I quote, "You know, when we lived in that house, and my mom said, oh my God, don't even start.' After all the times he told her she was crazy, he said every night at three in the morning I would wake up." And there would be a Franciscan monk sitting on the end of the bed. And then he would wow. stare at me. And then he would stand up and he would walk through the wall and he would disappear. But I didn't think it was paranormal. If you could have seen the shit bit that my mother threw after that, after like 40 years of being old And then it turned out the whole time, full body apparition was visiting him every single night. That's but awesome. in mind, because paranormal didn't exist, it's it's you know it's, it always it always lasts. Like sometimes folks you know that live in rural areas, right? They have um right. you know a, a a man that lives in their in their community who you know wears a dress and has never never mm-hmm. has been married, and but it never occurs to them that he's gay because gay right. is not on their radar, right? So if paranormal's right. not on your radar, you don't you don't even think it's a possibility. So you're having this huge experience, and you have absolutely it, no idea. I know that uh, it, uh, it's not a thing. thing because it's not a thing. It's not a thing to you. It's like uh, those uh, uh, the natives in Florida Island. It was years ago. Um, the Spaniards landed on their on their island and, and slaughtered them all, and they never saw them coming, these giant ships, because they'd never seen a ship before, so they didn't see it, you know, because they've never seen it before. So uh, in the right. West Indies or somewhere, they just went right up there and slaughtered everybody, and they never saw it coming. They never saw these giant ships because they didn't look for them. You know, they don't know what it is. And as a baby, when, right. we, when we're born, we immediately start taking pictures. I think a face is the first thing of a doctor. Maybe So a face and maybe then a, a ball or whatever. We start taking all these pictures. And that's why young people are more susceptible to the paranormal, I believe, because they're not convoluted with all these millions and millions of photos that our brain has stored over the years. But when we look at, look at a piece of wood grain, we see faces in it. How can you not? Or a piece of driftwood that looks like a horse, you know? Um, 
because what? our mind yeah. is just going yeah. through all these pictures to find something, and it is split second. It's like a huge catalog of pictures, and then beak, we hit it. Oh, face. Uh, oh, horse. You know, if we've never taken a picture of a face or a horse, um, and that's why it always intrigued me. The people that are, um, uh, I have a couple of blind friends that are into the paranormal. They've been blind since birth. You know, so. You know, uh, they're really into audio, <laughs> so to speak. But uh, they, uh, they're, they're, they're incredible investigators. I have a couple of deaf investigator friends, too. Um, it's just to see how it works for them. It's incredible. Hey, um, yeah. Use what you got, you know. Use, use what you have. If you were, unfortunately, something happened to you as a kid, you know, by an adult, which is horrible, it happened. But maybe when you go to certain places, you could pick up that kind of thing that happened is a person that lived there. You, you might pick up a child crying where nobody else does because you have a life that happened, something happened in your life earlier that you can relate to. Uh, your dad was in the mechanical stuff, you know, and so maybe he would, maybe the ghost would go, oh, um, I like this person because he understands, uh, you know, steam engines, you know. Um, and so it's weird if you and I were to do an investigation together and then you and I and Sona or you and I and somebody else, the investigation would change because the energy changes and the data that we bring into it, apart from the data we're picking yeah. up, the, the stuff that we're made of, our makeup is what they're attracted to. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. 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 It's and it's the same with art. They once, and halfway through the run, they replaced one of the actresses. And when the other I, actress came in, all these lines that never made sense to you before, I was like, oh, I get that now. Because she brought a yeah. different energy and a different intonation to the way she said the words. The script was still there, same exact script. But suddenly it was like, oh, I right. get that now. And so I think that it's the same way with art, right? I mean, even with food, you can go to the same restaurant and order the same thing, and it can taste different if there's a different chef that day. Even if they're using the same recipe because – because people put their energy into what they make. It's in their food, it's in their art, it's in their performances, and it's 100% in the paranormal. And you're right, the spirits react differently to not only the energy of who's there, but also what kind of mood you're in that day. You'll pick up different stuff depending on what's going on in your life because your energy is affecting the energy of the paranormal in that place. And... um, uh, you know, if you're fearful, you'll bring out one thing. If you're aggressive, you'll bring out something else. If you go in inquisitive, you'll bring out something else will come to you. That's why a bunch of people can go to different places and have different experiences. And I think some people's energy is just so gross. I hate to say that, but I'll say it. That, that the spirits are like, uh-uh, I'm not even coming out of the wall, man. You just live your life. Right. It will be like, I remember, I've been I, to all these normal places and nothing has ever happened to me at any of them. And I'm like, well, honey, you're, said, you're doing something wrong. Most <laughs> you of are hard. I'm sorry? Oh, you, you're, it, it, it's, it's like the guy that says, the ghosts hate me. Well, don't be a dick, you know? I mean, if you're, exactly. if, if you're a, a, a horrible person, then there's a good chance that, you know, I, I believe as in, uh, Peter James says, as in life, so in death. And, uh, you know, if you're a really mean person in life, you're probably going to be mean in death. And if you're really, but, you know, 90% of this planet is shy. You know, we're all shy to an extent. Everybody's shy. But why wouldn't be shy on the other side? So if an aggressive person comes in or a person that has a way about them and they don't, 
you know, they don't like the way the person's acting to other people, they're not coming out, you know. Um, you know, it, would, it wouldn't hurt for the guy that the ghosts hate to come into a place and say, I want you guys to have a wonderful time with my friends. Um, they believe in you, and they, they, they really want to, and they're very sweet people. You know, just change your thing, man. And, uh, but you wear it. You know, you wear it on your skin if you're, a, if you're not a good person. So you really, you know, it's like, you know, the flotation chambers, um, uh, the, the out-of-body flotation chambers. You being very really good sure. with your head because you're going to, you're, you're, you're going to, things are going to happen in there. And if you're not really good with you, who you are or what you've done, it may not be a, such a positive experience because you go deep into the psyche. So, um, and, you know, I have a friend experienced that. He's not a nice person. And we went to the chamber on our fourth or fifth visit. He's like, I'll never do this again. I'm scared to death of this. Um, and where I saw beautiful flowers and, and and fireworks and and things, you know, I saw stuff. It's a wonderful thing. Not saying, hey, look at me, I'm a wonderful guy, but I don't. I'm not him. And uh, yeah, and it happens. It, it, it's who you are, what you're made of. It's your personal makeup. You know, we're a we're a blank canvas when we're born, and we all our life we're just throwing paint at it. We're just throwing paint at it. It's this beautiful masterpiece. But not all that pain is good pain, you know. Some of that pain, you know, I mean, you might have to do a, you know, a night step. Hey, hey, I'm kidding. But, I mean, you have to do something to clean out who you are and clean up your side of the street. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and fix your pain. Um, and, and it's the same thing if you're going to be an investigator. You sort of have to, I believe, go in as balanced as you can. Do something to protect yourself on the way in. You know, if you need to wear something or carry crystals or wear a talisman or whatever, uh, do your white light protection prayers, take a sage bath, whatever you got to do, um, you know, get in there and, and be kind and be observant and and treat treat the, un, the non-living the way you would treat the living if you were in their home or their place of work exactly. or their place of or whatever. And and then um, keep your mind open, and things will happen. But you have to well, if you go in saying, "Well, this place is bullshit. And these shows are they're all bullshit. Nothing's going to happen in this place." Right. Guess what? Nothing's going to happen because spirits don't want to deal with you in the same way that if you're in a restaurant, like that really aggressive person. So I don't know why the waitress yeah. never comes to my table. <laughs> well, because you're an <laughs> asshole. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? He's doing everything. Uh, not have to come to your table as much as you know it's the bare minimum of trips she needs to make so it's the it's the exact same thing it's you know be someone spirits want to come out for it's true um, it's, it's, and I think that's it's just true humanity 101 isn't it Scott that shouldn't even have to be explained sure. You know, carry a dog with you on an investigation, a little dog or your dog, because uh, everybody likes animals, right? And so maybe maybe okay. if you're not a good person, maybe you can ease your way in with a pet. And Because uh, I know every time we brought an animal, and we're doing it this weekend at the Zuda, every time we brought a chihuahua or something in there with us, if things happened. And not that the dog was like, oh, look, there's something over there, and barked. I mean, that happened too, but more has happened. Um there's certain enticements, and I, I think animals are huge. Uh, we've done everything from bacon cookies, period clothing, to naked investigating on the Travel Channel. And we tried all these different things, you know, to see what can happen. And pets, animals, they're the best, you know. They're the best if, if they're, you know, 
they behave and they don't poop everywhere. Too right? Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes they're really good about it. You know, my house now, because you know we went out of the frying pan and into the fire when we moved here to Huntington Beach, where our our three biggest boards here are also um, ghosts, uh, pot, and surfing. Um, right. <laughs> you know, my house is on Indian burial ground, and it's. We used to met, used to be my mom's joke, like God, this house must be on an Indian burial ground. And then, um, you know, a couple twenty years after they moved here, we discovered that they found a burial bowl in the wetlands next to us. So it is, in fact, an Indian burial ground. Um, I do a lot of things to keep this house clean, and um, I have a lot of salt lamps going. There's a lot of selenite in this house. I I keep a lot of brooms around for protection. Um, and we, I do everything I can to keep the vibration high in here because I don't want to live in another haunted house because I'm already traumatized by the last one. And I know that I have a little guy, he's two, um, a little cat, and I know that he sees things and hears things because I see him reacting to things. But he's a pretty mellow dude, and we stay pretty mellow in the house. You know, we don't, we don't fight, and I don't get angry in the house, and there's no aggression in the house. So he's pretty chill with the spirit activity that's here, and he treats it with respect, as I think almost all animals do. Um, yeah. So, you know, sometimes you can learn from your animal companions how to treat spirits with respect. But, you know, he's not walking around the house going, I'm going to kick your ass, and why don't you come out here and punch me in the face, you stupid ghost? I mean, you know, it's uh, if only we could be so zen with them. And I'm sure they come and talk to him all the time. I'm sure they come and told him the whole story of what this house is about, and he knows probably more about right. it than I do. But um, yeah. it's because animals have so much respect and reverence for the earth and for other animals that are here, including us, because we're other animals. Um, we can learn a lot from them. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that spirits love, like, bring your dog to the haunted house or, a lot of teams have a dog investigator as part of their team, right? Sure, mm-hmm. because I think sometimes dogs a lot easier to deal with. I, uh, we're doing the Zalude House in Porterville this weekend, which is an amazing location. Um, I was an opportunity a couple author friends of mine, Brian Kane and some other folks down in town. Fazek, they got it for the night. They said, hey, you want to check it out? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's an hour and a half from my house. Uh, we have a little dog. Or, I mean, they have a little dog that they bring along, and uh, and it reacts so odd in haunted look. It's just an, it kind of sleeps all the time, you know. But when you bring it to a haunted location, it's not just a, a different thing. It's like it's always. I mean, it's like ears up, you know, always on point, looking, doing, standing with one leg up, you know, things like that. It does so that it never does at home or anywhere else, dog parks or nothing like that. But you bring it to a home location, it really reacts. It's kind of kind of cool to watch, you know. Um, it's not scared. It's just like it's not shaking. It just looks, you know. Um, we had a – it fetches. You know, you throw a ball and it fetches. So it's always sitting by your feet looking up at you. And one day it was just sitting there looking up at nothing, like the person had a ball. And uh, we were like, whoa. I mean, you know, what's she looking at? Um, so yeah, so I, I love it. I think I think animals are a great piece of equipment. Yeah, a, a completely pure vessel, right? You just have to make sure that yeah. you also protect them, love them a lot, because 
negative energy can affect them in the same way that it affects you. So you have to be careful around the negative energy. I mean, I know you're a science guy, but do you do anything spiritually to protect yourself before you go into a location like that? I learned a lesson a long time ago at the Wolf Manor, and uh, uh, I, I'm all about wires and uh, getting the show ready and doing all this stuff for the show. And um, uh, we were going, and I always wear a, a and I, I'm not, my, my family is black belts and Catholic. I mean, they're just like hardcore Catholics. And, and I'm not, you know, I'm the one that isn't. And uh, so they gave me a medal, a medallion to wear, and, and it's in Christopher and he was and, and and I wore it, you know, and I'm like, for protection. But things were still happening. It's a very, it was a really weird place where it kind of sounded, I mean, there's a lot of bad things happened there. You know, a thousand people died in this house, you know. Um, it was such a horrible thing that I found out, well, I sat and I talked to, and I believe it was Adam Bly, it was either Adam Bly or Lloyd Arbuck, one, one of those two. And they said, what do you believe in? What's your thing? I mean, what, what's your, I mean, if someone, shit in my garage door. Um, so, did not shut my garage door. I'm in my garage. Um, I said, well, you know, my family. I love my family. So if somebody is get on your knees, put a gun to my head, say, would you die for Jesus Christ? And I say, no. I, I would. I would because I don't know, you know. Would you die for your family? I guess I would. I would, definitely. So I carried a, a picture of my family in my wallet as a talisman, so to speak. And uh, things yeah. were good. I felt more protected. I didn't, nothing followed me home. I didn't have spooky feelings walking into my house at the end of the show. I didn't, I felt protected because I believe in that, that I still have that picture. So, yeah, that's my protection. Plus, I've been smudged and all that other stuff, too, and which I, I strongly believe in that because the person that's doing it believes in it so much that it becomes a thing. Um, I've been given all kinds of religious things and stuff, you know, to, to have rabbit's feet, I call them, you know, anything that keeps me safe and because it's like if, if you're atheist but you say you believe in God just in case God's listening, you know, and you're afraid, um, it, it's the same thing. If you believe in something, if something is so strong in your belief system and it is for the person that gave it to you, it's got to help. It, it, it has to help. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a, a uh, I, I wear a gold necklace that hangs right over my solar plexus chakra. And I think I have 12 charms now. I mean, it started with one that my mom gave me when, when, well, Scott, I'll tell you, when I was Aunt Ella in Oklahoma when I was 16, and it's a little theater mask, and she said, never forget who you are. And I've been wearing it around my neck since I was 16, and I never take it off unless the chain breaks or I have surgery or something where they, an MRI or something where they make me take it off. Um, And then she just started growing them. She bought me an Egyptian ankh when I bought my house, and, for my 25th birthday, she brought me a, an Irish clado with a with a, an emerald in it, and it just has grown. And it, all the charms were given to me by people that I love, and they're all something that I spiritually believe in. And um, yeah. I it, so I just wear it to be protected all the time. But I'll tell you a, a funny story that's maybe not funny to some people. I was working with these um, two great YouTubers that live in my area down here, and. Um, they wanted to go investigate my high school theater auditorium that, you know, even mm-hmm. 40 years ago, high school, we all talked about how haunted it was, right? So, um, and I had had experiences with that thing when I was in high school. 
and I, I had not realized until I went back there. I hadn't been back there since my first year of college when I went back to give an award that I won my senior year to the person who won. Um, so I've been there since I was 19. And I didn't realize when I walked into that place how much of the stress that I felt during that time was the energy from that building. I just assumed it was high school stress. It was actor stress. It was young person angst. I didn't realize how much of it was the oppressiveness of that. Come home, right? I live like five minutes from my high school now. I come home and I'm I'm in bed and it's in the middle of the night and I, I have this visitation that I had not had a visitation at all since I moved into this house because, you know, 35 salt lamps later, um, that this thing reached over and grabbed my necklace and yanked the charm off of it. So I woke up and, you know, assumed it was a dream because even after all I've been through, I always go to, well, let's be, let's be rational. It's probably a dream. Wake up in the morning, get up to go to the bathroom, put my feet on the floor, and, and there's my charm, my Irish trachetra that I got uh, in my mom's hometown right after she died to symbolize both of us. And it's there on the floor. So I take my necklace up and I take it to this jeweler that I've been going to since I was 13 because living in hometown. And he says, did somebody rip this off? This looks like this has been ripped. So, you know, silly me, as much as I thought I had warded myself with this, with this protection, I had not enough before I went to that place and something followed me home and it took a few days to get rid of it. Um, and I still now feel weird about going back there because I'm like, that place is still terrible. I don't know that I will yeah. go back and investigate. If you ask me tomorrow, of course I would say yes, but I still yeah. feel weird about it. <laughs> so things can happen to you, even if you think you're warding yourself, you still might not be enough. And you need to make sure you take care of yourself. And if you do think something has followed you home, you need to do everything you can to get it out of your house because it's no fun to have something hanging out. And this is supposed to be your safe space where you live, right? I know my house. Uh, we've all passed. I'll pass away here, too. My parents passed away in this house. My brother and my cousin hung himself in the garage. We have a lot of my grandparents died here. So I have a lot of good. You know, I, I've got a good team on that side. So if something was to fall in there, they'd have a hair of a time. You know, I mean, we got, especially my mom and my, my mom and my 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 cousin, they were like really into the paranormal. I mean, my mom my mom told me she said when I go, I you need to try to contact me, and I have you know, and I and I you know she I got one sentence, right, sure. two words, don't smoke. She said, you know, I mean it's if someone followed me home, they they have a fight. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I thought so. Here too, with all my mother's energy here, right? But sometimes mm-hmm. you something slips through the cracks. No matter how much we protect yeah. ourselves, so we have to be prepared for that and and know that if you think something is messing, you got to get rid of it because it's not fun. When people go, oh, I wish I had a demon in my house. I'm thinking, are you completely <laughs> insane? Do you realize that you that just came out your mouth? Was that your out loud right. voice? Because having lived in a negative house, and there certainly wasn't a demon in that house. There was a shit ton of negative energy. It's, that is nothing that you want to have in your home and that you want to have around your family. That's not good at all. So, you know, you need to protect your environment. 
Right. Yeah, that's your your little your little acre or half acre or whatever you have. You need to protect it. Um, yeah. And we we we're very strong here. I mean, we have a very strong family here, and uh, I mean, nobody could ever like come into our house, and uh, you know, a human could ever make it past the front door or barely past the entryway in our house um, because how we are, how we are as a family. So, uh, I mean, you're getting wasp spray in your face. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're, 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 you're going to wish you never came in there. Yeah, my, my, that's my, my wife's weapon of choice is wasp spray because it shoots 20 feet. She carries it in her car in case somebody comes up to her window, she shoots him in the face with wasp, wasp spray. Oh, my God. But, yeah, she's gangster. Um, but, yeah, so I I, I, to, to, I know she's – I knock when I come home now. It's just – I don't want to get shot. She can, uh, she can, she can come down here, hit, hit some Huntington Beach ghosts up with uh But that's another thing, right? We were talking about thinking you're the only one. So well, when I grew up down here, people would come over and whisper stories to my mom. Because in the 80s, when this area was extremely fundamentalist Christian, nobody talked about that stuff, but they knew it was okay to talk to my mom about it. So we thought we were the only ones that knew the secret, that this was such a haunted place. And I was interviewing somebody a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, oh, you know, we all call it Hauntington Beach. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I like How that. I miss that? Yeah, so now, I'm, now I'm proudly wearing Hauntington Beach everywhere I go. Nice. Yeah, but it's the same Beach. thing, right? You don't know unless – you don't know what's going on in somebody's house, in somebody's neighborhood, and – um uh, you know, God forbid anybody trip up with some malevolence around your wife or there's going to be a problem. But the same right. thing with any place, right? You never know what you're going to encounter. So you have to tread gently and, and be prepared. And um, and it's not fun to have negative things in your house. That's why, like you said, when you're doing investigating housework and you walk into somebody's house and there's like, you know, they've carved a pentagram in their floor and they have, <laughs> yeah. you know, every single DVD of Ghost Adventures and books about yeah, how to draw in the paranormal, how to dance with a demon. And you're like, wait a minute, are you surprised there's something in your house? Because you might as well <laughs> just bake cookies and put them on the front door. Right. That, you, you know <laughs> what I mean? In. Why are you surprised? You literally invited it in, and now you're complaining? So, yeah, yeah you, have to, you have to be careful what you bring into your safe space. Um, if you want to go to a scary place, there's tons of places you can go on investigations. You don't need sure. to have it happening in your own home. We don't. Uh, it was weird building that equipment here because we don't investigate our house, and so we never, we never will. Um, you know, we, we don't do that, and it, it's it's foolish. We just don't. And so, uh, building that equipment right. here, we started noticing things happening, and. Uh, because, you know, Jeff's in there, and he's, he's got this thing, and he's like, show yourself and things like that. And, and it just flashed on me, oh, dude, we can't do that here. We, we can't. And uh, so we just got to find a place. So we have this place called the Forgotten Inn, and it's, it's really haunted. And, and nobody has ever gone there, and nobody else ever will. It's just a little, like a little private area we go to, this little place. And uh, so we start taking everything down there and testing it. Because, you, I mean, intent you know, um, just verbally saying things, you're, you're, you're inviting it. And, and you know, you tell, show, show yourself or tell me your name. Are you a child? Whatever, whatever it is, you know. Um, 
you're asking questions to the other side, and they they answer, and they may not answer with what you want to hear. So it's best just to, you know, find a place to go if you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, find a place to go that's a public place, and you don't have to come home and sleep there, and your children aren't there, and your animal companions aren't there. Um, just, just be a little safe and be a little safe with your own health. Um, you know, when you see investigators on TV inviting demons to come into them and stuff, um, that's, that's their living. That's, they've made that choice to live that life and they've made that choice and hope they're warding the hell out of themselves before they do things like that. But that's what they do for a living. You you shouldn't be doing that in your own home in the same way that, uh, you know, when you see David Blaine bury himself under the ground, that, that's what yeah. he does. You don't need to be going somewhere and burying yourself under the ground. Um, right. You know, you don't – every paranormal show should have a don't try this at home disclaimer in the front. Because people do. People they think, oh, that. I want to do it in my house. I'm sorry? A lot of people approach me to say, hey, I have something in my house. And I say, well, you, what you yeah. need to do is just ask it to leave. Just say, hey, you're you're upsetting my family. I want uh, this is my plane. You're a visitor. This is my house. You know, uh, you need to just leave and uh, and and be gone. Go away. You know, um, it's yeah. pretty simple because there's something stimulating to the brain about doing that too. Because you know, if I was to ask, you know, if you were to ask me to leave your house, I'd leave. You know. You know, get out of my house. I don't want you here. You know, you have to go. I would leave and I wouldn't come back, you know. It's pretty much the same on right. the other side. So if you could just say, hey, just give us a break here, you know, um, you go next door. We don't like those people. <laughs> just don't, you're not allowed to be here. It's simple as that, you know. It's just send unwanted ghosts to your lousy neighbors. Right. Right. The, the, the Airbnb next door. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's what I should say with my i got a couple of neighbors next door that are like the Kravitzes from Bewitched. The next time the, the dark cloak thing from Huntington Beach High School comes, I'm right. going to tell it, you know what, why don't you go and play with these guys? They, they really would like you to rip the charms off of them. Exactly. <laughs> you are so wonderful, my friend, and I love that we're doing this, and I hope that we get to explore something wonderfully supernatural together someday. Um, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to come down. Just Facebook, oh, really, uh, Twitter. Yeah, I want to have uh, uh, fish tacos and rubies on the pier. I mean, I, I, that's still there. Is that down there? No, that closed, but something new is just about to open. But there's some well, great fish taco anyway. places on Main Street. So come on down, and we'll do some fish tacos on Main Street. I'd love to. My treat. Oh, I love that even more. Okay. Uh, and I'll show you the scary high school. You can see the scary high school auditorium. Uh, where can people find you online, my friend? Uh, www.paranormalstu. It's paranormalstu.com. Right now I'm selling mugs and cricket supplies and stuff on there. Uh, we're starting a new show on uh, YouTube called Grown Ass Men Doing Arts and Crafts. Um, and uh, you can always look me up on uh, on YouTube. I hit my, type in my name in. You'll find my naked investigating and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I got a project on Hulu coming out pretty soon, and I'll let you know more about that when it happens. And uh, yeah, and then uh, I, that's about it. But uh, thank you very much for having me on your show, and I miss you, girl. Oh, it's my pleasure. Can you come visit me anytime? <laughs> I'm so nice to hear your voice, and we'll do this again soon. I would love it. 
Okay, you have a wonderful evening. Well, everybody, isn't he great? If you miss those links, uh, you can go to SheenaMetalSpiritual.com or find me anywhere on social media at SheenaMetal. And, of course, we're at LiveParanormal.com. We're at iHeartRadio.com and all of our affiliates. Until I see you next time, seek peace, live in love, lead with kindness, embrace unity, always work to raise your vibration, and know that you are loved and you are loved. And I'll see you next time. It's Haunted Playground. I'm Sheena Metal, Live Paranormal Radio Network, iHeartRadio.com. See you next time.